Okay. 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 You see, I'm back. I'm back with that laugh and I'm trying to avoid talking trash. <laughs> Today is not an episode. Today is a feeling. Okay. It's some energy that's been put together. That's been, been holding up for a while in my chest. Someone else, some other people too. Just a bunch of conversations going to happen. Beautiful, beautiful conversations. Let's enlighten our ears with something bigger than what we usually put in our brain, you know? And I'm just seeking having conversation and learning new things, period. The segment or episode, I don't like calling it episode. I'm from the No Limit Gang, No Label Gang. I just do it. When I try to do it, it never happens. So I do it just like that with my eyes shut. One, two, three, it happens. So this is exactly what it is. No planning, nothing. It's just going to keep going until it finishes. Period. Please enjoy. And if this benefited you, share it. Because that's the purpose. (sighs) Serve purpose before desire. Hashtag that. (sighs) Who am I? That's my question. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam. Wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Peace and blessings. Okay? Peace and blessings. What are you saying, bro? How you been? Chilling. Yo, so I'm just going to put it out there. I'm recording something. Some people call this thing a podcast. Some people call it whatever they want to call it. Right? Mm-hmm. I just call it me. <laughs> if you like, I'm just going to do, yeah. like, conversation, bro. Like, I'm just going to have conversation. Sometimes it's, yo, like, you know, I have a, I have a, a history of expressing in different ways. Right? It's, an, it's a known fact. Yeah. You agree to that. You've seen me do it. Right? Now... When it comes to expressing in different ways, I have to express the right way now because I have, you know, people that, I have my younger brothers, I, I, I kind of am, I don't call myself a role model, but I have people that look at me and, you know, behave after seeing what I, what I do. And to be an example for those people, I have to make sure I make the right decision. So conversation is better right now than, you know, whatever the hell I was doing back in the day. <clears throat> so with that, I'm just putting some real, real, like, you know, I'm just dragging you into the conversation because your perspective and then, bro, experience. You know, me and you, our experiences are different. So what I'm trying to do, to be honest, is like, I want to speak on the idea of of pain, right? The idea of pain, what, like, I just want to have a conversation over that and then see where the conversation goes and, yo, like, you know how to come up, how to, how to be encouraging and how to actually just be able to handle that kind of a situation, you know? Today, so yesterday, basically, what happened was, I'm going to be honest with you. Two weeks ago, for the past two weeks, I've been really caring about opinions. I've been putting a lot of value in other people. Are you listening? Yeah, I'm listening. I've been putting a lot of value. Oh, yeah, just an FYI. Just an FYI. You have to be a little bit, like, clean. Like, we can still be explicit, but a little bit clean because yeah, yeah. I don't know who's li- I don't know who's going to listen to this, right? But I'm still going to cuss shit, you know? Like, if you don't like me cussing, <laughs> the fuck out of here. <laughs> just like Stuck for a lot. Okay, so basically, um, yeah. So, what was I saying? Two weeks ago, something. Yeah, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, you know, I started giving a, I started giving value to opinions. People started giving me their opinions because they felt like they need to give me their opinion, and uh, I got, you know, some feedback. Not feedback. Someone, just two, ran three people that did hold some value to me. You know, give give me gave me some opinions, and I rocked with it. You know, I just felt that kind of way at that moment. But then yesterday when I had this accident, to me it was a pretty small accident. I hope Taha, you know, Taha, Taha copes with the situation, you know, my cousin. 
and I hope uh, he deals with it properly and he doesn't let it get to him because that's the trick is don't let it get to you right and so yeah. it woke me up though it made me realize for the past two weeks I've been putting my opinion I mean other people's opinion and value to, to me in my eyes and it made me realize I'm the kind of person that speaks out like I'm just that kind of a person I speak out whenever I see something I speak out you know like that's just who I am and people had a problem with me being me you understand what did they have a problem with me being myself so I almost was willing to change who I am today for some other opinion you feel me so like I'm just putting out there that whatever I do say whatever I will say whatever I do do whether you see it on Instagram whether you see it on snap whether you see it in real life whether you see you don't see it you just hear about it whatever the case is the bottom line definition is that I'm being myself and that's what I enjoy and that's what I enjoy and I have a life aside from all of this right all of this social media when I don't have a life is when I turn on my camera to be honest <laughs> you know that's when I mm. don't have a life I usually don't post half the things I do throughout anything you know so just putting that out there for whoever is going to be listening so you know keep your hate to yourself if you really want to hate you know then just get off my thing bro stop watching it you know and there's some people that meet me me and you know I they hold a very like they hold great space in my heart some people they hold great space in my heart and we don't agree to some things and I apologize for not agreeing I guess but you know what I'm saying? Like, I got to do me, bro, just like they got to do them, right? Period. Now, anyways, let's get to this conversation. Bro, you remember that one hadith you told me about? Destiny. What? Destiny. A destiny hadith? Can you repeat yeah, that yeah. in your own terms, please? Please? In my own words, the nearest oh. meaning, it's... Okay, uh, wait, 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 You're not a true, you're not a... No, 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 no. Before all of this happens, I need you to introduce yourself. Ah, ah, King AD. <laughs> ah. <laughs> okay, so. Ice Cube, AKA. Ice Cube, Palm Tree. <laughs> Mr. Palm Tree. You, oh, my days. Oh, my days. So, yo, basically, for whoever's listening, you know, I'm just going to do this, right? So, Abdurrahman, this this is the person we're speaking to, Abdurrahman, right? His contact on my phone is King ABD. Because, to me, this person is a king. Okay, anyways. So, just putting it out there. Me and Abdurrahman, we... You know, we're, we were, we're cousins or something something like that. <laughs> I don't know what we exactly uncle are. Uncle and uncle, yeah, some shit Yeah, you know, like some, some trippy shit. Anyways, so uh, whatever we are, close relatives, you know, we share the same blood. And this person to me is the kind of person, if I told him, yo, let's go die, he would be, okay, let's go die. You know, that's this is Abdurrahman for you. This is this is what he holds. Like, anything, okay, okay you know, just straight, every, and he'll give me, like, if, if he doesn't agree with something, he'll give me... The, he won't give me no stupid answer like, I don't feel like doing it. It will be like, okay, it was beneficial for me and him. This is Abdurrahman. He's been through some experiences past few years, eight, five, six years, you know. And I've also been through some. We're the black sheep of the family. You know, we're the black sheep of yep. where we come from, right? Most people, we're usually misunderstood, very blunt, very straight to the point, you know. And to be honest... What I've realized is that when me and him are together, if we're very good, we're very good. And if we're very bad, we fuck shit up. Period. Like, that's just the relationship I have with this crap. Anyways. So, now, you know, Abdurrahman, I want you to talk about your experience in November or December 
you know what happened why you know it has something to do with let's uh, let's talk let's talk about the pain that'll come eventually all right that'll, that'll come, come out while we're talking about this okay say less so yo you know now <coughs> i'm here just doing my situation real quick my hands are getting a little dirty you know got crumbs on my tips and <laughs> okay so basically i want to talk about how to cope with a lot of things right i was reading a book a couple of days or a couple of months or I don't know. I, was re- I didn't finish the book. I just read the, like one page and then I let it go. And, um, you know, it was it was funny. What I was reading was basically about, it was like, you know, there was an example of an old retired guy, an old retired, like, lady and man, right? They're now grandparents. They're retired and they just want to go and move. They want to move to Florida and they're driving from some place to Florida and they want to move there. They're on their way there and uh, something happens to their car. Like their tire gets flat Or something happens where they, ca- they can't drive right away They have to wait Right And the wife is like Oh my god If I knew retirement was going to be like this Then I would never get retired And then the husband is like Oh my I don't know what to do I'm lost And this and that if I would never wanted to do this And then in the book He puts an analogy Right I'm not obviously quoting the right words I'm just putting it in my own term He puts an analogy He says yo there's two ways Of dealing with this situation One way it's if you look at it in a very traumatic manner, right? And you say that, um, yeah, it was so much trauma and, you know, I have all this pain. Or you just look at it as a joke. Now, when you say, when you say look at it as a joke, you mean just, yo, just pass through it like, you know, another story. But obviously, when it comes to losing people, when it comes to death of the family or someone close to you, you can't really take that as a joke, right? It's something serious, right? You lost someone beloved. FYI, Allah, Yarham. You know, my brother Ali, rest in peace to my brother Ali. And, you know, may Allah grant him Jannatul Firdaus and forgive him, forgive his sins and uh, make him, you know, the means for his whole family to be in Jannah, inshallah, inshallah. inshallah. You know, also shout out to my boy Billy, you know, that's his brother. He's been holding it down and he's my brother, brother, brother. Like, bro, no matter how distant, he's my brother at the end of the day. Ali was my brother, he's my brother. Shout out to Ahsan too, he's my brother. No matter what, my brother. You know, Abdurrahman is my brother. Abdul is my brother. Abdul Aziz is my brother. Bro, too many brothers. Anyways, okay, so, you know, just putting it, when you lose somebody, that that pain is a different type of pain. You can't exactly, uh, you know, look at it in a, in a comic way. But when it comes to your own, your own problems, yo, this happened to me, that happened to me, this, you know, like, yo, bro, bro, whatever, whatever, you know, like, you know, prison, for example, or whatever, even, you know, prison is a tough situation. But best way for me to cope with it without for, without it getting to me is for me to look at it as a story and be able to tell a nice story because if i look at it any other way it's gonna affect me you feel me what do you yeah. think like i don't know like when it comes to i read a i read a book a couple of years ago it was called the 10 habits of mentally strong people okay. and i don't remember i don't remember nine of them okay. but the one thing i still remember was don't dwell over the past learn from it uh-uh. so whatever happens you can think about it all you want. Think about what if I did this? What if I did that? But you're not changing nothing. You can't change right. anything. Well, yo, all you, you can do you is learn from hadith, that. Bro. Did you? Yeah. Okay, I, I we started on it, but then... Yeah, yeah so the hadith Hamza was... <laughs> okay. <laughs> hadith was, you're not a true believer until you believe in destiny, which is that everything good and bad comes from Allah. Or something like that. Yeah, you're saying according to your, your own perspective. What, your, the way what I you, What you took it. from it, basically. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And I just want to put it out there, bro. Like, I'm not even doing... What we're speaking here, bro, is not for anybody. It's for me and you, bro. Honestly. Yeah, straight it's up. It's for me and you. But being ourselves, these are conversations we have on the daily basis. On the daily basis. 
It's technically we're giving each other dawah, but we're reminding each other of goodness, of greatness, you know. And so let's say, let's say one problem, one problem a lot of people deal with is like their credit card bills that they they yeah. max out their credit card or whatever. Yeah. You can complain about it. You can look through your credit card history and see, oh, why did I go to this place? Why did I why did I do this? Yeah, why did I do yeah. that? What are you gonna? What do you gain from that? Nothing, you don't bro, gain regret. nothing from thinking about that. Regret. If you if you if you instead instead of using that time to dwell over the past, you use that time to make a plan. How am I gonna pay this back? What am I gonna do to, to get yeah, it, to get some yeah, extra find cash? Find a solution. Yeah, facts. You know, find the solution for the problem. Don't keep thinking about it. That's you know, like when you know you see. I don't know. You don't really use Instagram. I know you very well. You're you're isolated guy like that. But you know, like on Instagram and Facebook and all this kind of stuff, they have all these weird pictures with all these quotes. Successful people do this and successful people do that. And, you know, and poor people do this and poor people do that. I was talking about this a couple of days ago. And, yo, you know, like, to me, the definition is different. It's a mental success, right? And then there's a, like, the idea of deception of Physical. success. The deception. Yeah. Right? The deception is, yo, rich man, Rolls Royce, da, 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 da. To me, mental success is, bro, happiness, right? Content, being content and just being able to be a good, you know, just a successful per- person with your brain. Being able to cope with whatever is happening in your life and to be able to, you know, that kind of stuff. And what was I saying? <laughs> You're talking about Instagram people post that poor oh, people yeah, so shit. Oh yeah, yeah, I was reading I was reading stuff. I was reading this I was watching I was whatever whatever the hell I was reading that post I guess. And it was like, you know, weak people dwell on situations while like it was saying poor people dwell on situations and rich people find solutions. Negative people mm-hmm. hate on the solution and positive people fall in love with it and they just keep going with the flow. Right? Yeah. But I'm just going to change the de- the idea of rich and poor because, like, in our culture or whatever, our people of our generation got the whole different idea of rich and poor. Right? Rich, poor is mentally strong, mentally weak. That's what I see. That's how I see it, 100%. Yeah. You're not successful if you have 100 million to me. You could have a whatever car that will not make me like you, that will not make me want to be like you. What will make me want to be like you is if you are close to your God, if you're content. If you're very content, you're in peace with your brain. Because, bro, we I've seen too much to be able to be in this delusion of life that, oh, I need to get a Rolls Royce. <laughs> I need to get a five-star hotel. I need to get a, a jet. I need this. No. That's not buying me happiness. Well, I just got into an accident yesterday. The car was totaled, fam. Pretty yeah. much. The car was pretty much totaled. I did not get a stitch on my body. I did not get blood on my body. When a couple years ago, I had a car accident. And the car landed on my face. And even then, I did not break a bone. So to me, when you talk about success, is how can I be happy? How? Let me find ways to be happy. Let me find ways to be a good human being. First of all, I got it all, you know, like I'm kind of cheesed as how people got it wrong. People want to be a good Muslim before they want to be a good human being. Bro, the Prophet was a good human being before, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, before he was a Muslim. Before, I mean, before he was given prophethood. He was a good human being. He didn't harm people even before he was prophet. But nobody looks at that part. You understand? Like negativity, hate, you know, all this kind of stuff was never a part of being a good human being. Right? And you, you can't be a good human, you can't be a good religious person and not be a good human being. How does that work? Even though the conversation just twisted from something to something else, my point. Yeah, that's, that's what it is, man. That's what it is. That's, they go hand in hand. Yeah, you know, like my point, you get my point. Is that, yo, like, we all got to twist it out here. Success, definition, like, you can't, a human, not one human, maybe one person's definition, maybe my my definition of success could be, oh, money, wealth, you know, fame, all that kind of stuff. 
you know and for you your definition of success is different how can you run off of my definition of success of success you know where i blame this problem to be honest first of all the generation before us i definitely blame them right not that my parents said anything to me like this i'm just blaming from my surroundings my environment from what i hear what i see i'm blaming the generation before us and i'm blaming school school okay you don't do good in school you're going to be a garbage man bro what the fuck what if you have to be a garbage man okay hold okay. up yeah yeah do you What was I saying? Uh, garbage man shit. Oh yeah, so what if what if the teacher said, "Oh, you're going to be a garbage man if you don't do this." What if the guy's happy being a garbage man? You feel me? Like what if he's happy being a garbage man? What does that mean he's wrong? What if he's happy being a taxi driver? He's content. Does that mean yeah. he's wrong? No, he's successful, bro, in his own way. People watch all this Gary Vaynerchuk. I watch it, you know, too, a little he won too, and a lot of other stuff and they listen to all these people talking about success and this, but they don't understand that you can't stop dwelling over this is what everyone's saying all these people that have influence all they're saying is people got it wrong though stop dwelling on your pain start appreciating start being a good human being and if you can't control it you can't control it start taking control of what you can control pretty much and do what makes you happy that's what makes you successful that's it you know so when it comes to pain <laughs> Off topic again. What were you saying? I forgot what we were saying about pain. Yo, is this guy even there? We jumped into success. We jumped into success somehow. Yeah. But anyways, um, yeah. So going back to pain. All right, yo. I need you to tell me, bro. Like, give me some. Give me some. Some. Uh, you know. Uh, what's that word? Like thing, bro. Like you know. Give me some. 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 Something strong. To bond with that, yo. When it comes to pain, this is how you cope with it. Cause you know, I woke up different today. I woke up very different today. You know, I woke up different yesterday. I could have died last night, to be honest. Yeah. I could have died last night, and if I died last night, would I be happy dead? Or would I be? Would yo, I for be me, dead? all I can do is I can speak for myself. For me, what I used to, do, what I do, what I still do to cope with it is be grateful for what you got. Facts. It's so much. Imagine I read this story. Imagine you had your. Let me ask you something. Would you would you sell your hands for ten thousand dollars? None of that. None of that. Would you sell your feet for ten thousand dollars? None of that. Would you sell your eyes for ten thousand dollars? None of that. Get ready to get your tongue cut off None for of ten thousand. Never. So you know how can how can we complain that we're 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 not we're sad and all that stuff? We got so many blessings and we're not grateful for. Okay, so I need you to tell me, tell me, tell me what happened. My accident. Yeah. Explain, you know, explain the situation. Be very open with it. Express, my nigga. Hmm. How do I start? Start from where you think you should start. Where does your story begin? For me, when people talk to me about the prison, my story doesn't begin with the day I got caught. That's what I'm saying. My story begins way before that. Wherever the story begins. Story Yo, time. I'm not talking about the story. I want to get into the point of the get story. The lesson yeah, learned speak, from the story. Speak about it, though. People lesson don't know, learned from the people st- don't know what they're listening the st- to. They don't know why you're speaking on pain. They don't know who you are. They don't know who I am. You feel me? We got to put it out there. So they know that, yo, bro, this conversation is not coming from a book. You understand? This conversation 
is coming from f- straight experience. Period. Period. Yeah. Straight experience. There's no book related to this. No book taught us what we know. And no book can ever teach us what we know. Period. Period. So speak on whatever your point is, whatever you learned from your situation. And what, how did it make you? Did it break you? Because at the end of the day... So what, ha- what happened was, what happened from my accident, I was driving drunk and my car slipped. And I was in the snow for six hours and minus 42. Yeah. I woke up then one day in coma in the hospital. Woke up the next day. Doctors saying you know, people don't survive that. Nobody survives like two hours and minus 42. And then what happened was I was in the hospital for like three, four months. Hands bandaged up. Legs bandaged up. Head busted a little bit. Mm-hmm. And took a while for me to heal. But the medication, every day was I had to take the dressings off my hands. Every day. Yeah. yeah it was like, it looked burnt basically. So I had to yeah. peel, peel my skin off It was all day. basically, it, what's that word? Frostbite? Frostbite. It's for frostbite. The frostbite. And what happens when you get so a they frostbite? Had, they had to... The bandage, what happened? I mean, I'll get into that. So the bandage every day, they had to take that thing off and then reapply some cream onto my hands and all that. Yeah. So that would that would like a burning thing. So they had to put me on heavy drugs so they could take the pain away. Yeah. What happened was that drug, the things wouldn't work on me. <laughs> like they'd have to put on morphine and stuff that might work, but everything else, T4 and all that, wouldn't work on me. I feel the pain anyway. So I was like, I'd be like crying, crying like crazy and all that. This guy knows why I'm laughing. Wallahi, this guy knows why I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, continue. You know, the tolerance was just too up there, you know? You know, the to- once you're a Hamza, the tolerance is just different. <laughs> Period. Okay, yeah, so you were saying. That shit didn't work, so then what happened was I'd have to feel the pain anyway, and the doctor just wouldn't get it. They just keep giving me higher drugs, but that shit just wouldn't work on me. Mm-hmm. So what I ended up having to do was, that's when my mom told me, start doing dhikr, mm-hmm. start remembering Allah. So that's when I started getting back into that. So then while the medication, before when, when they were doing the bandage stuff, I used to pump the music on just to take the pain away. Mm-hmm. Then I realized that music's not taking no pain away. Mm-hmm. So instead of music, what I did was I started doing dhikr, started remembering Allah and just thinking about Allah. And I don't know how somehow the pain went away. <laughs> so, you know, for me, it was, for me, that moment of, that, that brought me back to realize that Nothing here, nothing material is what's going to take the pain away from you in your life. Uh-huh. You can have, you can do drugs to escape life. You can do drink liquor to escape life. You can do whatever you want to escape life. You're just temporarily running away okay, from it. you got to come back to it sooner or later. Just FYI, just FYI for, you know, for the people. Mm-hmm. Right? For not for the people, it's for Allah. For the, con- for the sake of conversation, right? Basically, yeah. before your accident, right? Where were you? Lowest state. Okay. And you were in Alberta, right? Yeah. Before that, where were you? Just got back. From where? Dubai. Okay, before that, where were you? Toronto for How three and a half for? years. Three and a half years. You were by yourself? Pretty much? For the most, kind of, kind of, yeah. Pretty much, you're, you you're just on your own survival, right? Yeah. What did that do to you? Fuck. What did that do to you? That time, that three months, right? That three years, what did that do to your brain? That was like a, that was like an except. That was like a, you know, how people. It might take you like a seven years to grow at a, like you know, in seven years you'll grow a certain amount. Yeah. The amount that I felt like people are supposed to grow in a certain amount of time, I did that twice as fast in that three and a half, in three and a half years. Wow. The things that people would do in, when they're, nineteen, twenty, I started doing when I was younger than that. Wow. Everything I started early, I started everything earlier, to the point where I realized the value of it earlier too. Wow. I realized no, the like consequences. I say, bro, like I say, remember? I remember running from a cop when I was 12. I'm 19 yeah. and I'm sitting in a cell. 
Throw these chains on my wrist and I ain't getting bail. Bro, I'm going through this shit, man. I'd rather be in hell, bro. Like, <laughs> you know, shit. I know exactly what you're saying. Anyways, continue. Yeah, man. That that, that time just made it forced. It forces. It for, that's what I see. I see. I I was grew up in Edmonton. Yeah. I, I, this is what I always say. In Toronto is what changes a boy happened. into a man. Where the growth happened. No, a, a boy turned into a man. That's what I say. You know, like. <laughs> That's when you have to understand what life is. But really, yeah, facts. You're on your own, bro. It's survival. It's survival. Yeah. You either survive or, you, you know, you die, bro. You choose. And, you know, alhamdulillah, you made it through. You didn't get caught up in that lifestyle. And what do we realize, bro? What do we realize? It's crazy. The finish line of that lifestyle we did together. <laughs> the finish line was together. And then we separated ways. I ended up in prison. You ended up in your car accident. We meet again on a different level after that. Yeah. You feel me? We On a again. different way, completely. Different, complete different ways. Two different people that a year ago or some change before that were not this, you know? They were two If this, you know, the people who were listening to this conversation, if they heard it a year ago, we would oh, not be talking about any of this none shit. None of this. None of this. None of this. <laughs> All it would have been was, bro, yo, how many blunts did we smoke today? Like eight, four, five, six. Oh, yo, so what do we do? Oh, we just smoke blunt, like, you know? like. Hey, yo, and then my thing, I'm hungry. I'm hungry, yo. This guy, <laughs> 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 I would be talking to this guy on a, I'm having a conversation with this freak And yo this and that This and that you know And he's just looking at me Huh I'm hungry <laughs> What Bro I'm just hungry Astaghfirullah Kullu nafsum laikatul mot Okay so yeah basically What else bro I need you to You know you just came back from Australia You picked up on so much What'd you pick up on? Like I told you, bro, we're gonna create a wave. We're gonna create a wave, and that's what's going down right now. Period. That's exactly. Now you know we should start. You know we should start. Where? We should start. My accident brought me back. To what the things that the 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 thing that took us out of the streets and brought us back to his farm. Let's talk about that. Okay, you start. <laughs> For me, I think my accident was the main thing. My accident, I, before even before my accident, is realizing I'm just like I'm not getting oh, I nowhere. Remember those cost, I remember those conversations, you know. I remember. I'm not getting nowhere, man. I mean, we used to we used to talk about like I told you the niggas I worked with everywhere, the people my bad <laughs> I worked with. The, <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 you're good, you know. The people I worked with, like everyone's just caught, everyone's just caught up in that cycle. We're just like make money, blow it, make money, blow it, make money, blow it. Like there's no where you where are we going, where are we going, you know? And think about me was where, where I worked. I worked at a thrift store in Brampton. Right. Over there it was like I was the youngest. I was 17, <laughs> 17 when I started, yeah. and the youngest person after me was 24. So like, I was the youngest person that was around all these like 24, 25, and all these people just throwing their lives away. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, I can't be like. You're basically this, man. living for I can't the be like this. Basically. Yeah, everything's for the weekend. Basically, you know, to be honest, my turning point was different. I'm not gonna say it was a turning point. It was a shaping, definitely a shaping, right? Yeah. But <clears throat> I learned something from that turning point, the the true value of a human being, because at that point when I was when I when they had the cuffs on me and they had me in that bus, right, and I was going to the prison. I did not know where I was going. They didn't tell me I was going to prison. They just told me I'm going somewhere. I thought they were gonna let me go soon, you know. I ended mm-hmm. up in the prison, and at that moment, my heart dropped. Right, like my heart just dropped to my feet, and I know I'm so explicit, but my balls came into my mouth. <laughs> you feel me? That's literally what happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm tripping. I'm like, what? And then, uh, you know, right then and there, Allah came into my heart. Right then and there, the first thing I did when they put me in the transfer cell 
was Ajanamaz, my Salah, Quran. The first thing. I was in that environment. I was in pain. I was in constant. I need help. I need help. Only God can help me. I realized nothing at this moment can help me but God. Nothing, period. Yeah. That's what I realized because my parents are not next to me. My friends are not here. I'm literally by myself. And to me, my biggest fear was being by myself. If you realize that. Yeah. But that's the truth. My biggest fear was being by myself. So Yo, now, give me one second. Yeah, I got you. Meantime, bro, I'm gonna shout out anyone that was there, you know, <coughs> anyone that was there throughout my situation, you know, first of my friends, first of all, my friends in Dubai, those people just held it down, you know, most of them, <coughs> they held it down, you know, the fact that I had someone to call, the fact that I had someone to call. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm just literally giving a quick, yo, like, I'm paying some respects to some people, bro. First of all, I have to give some respects to everybody that held it down, bro. Anybody that held it down for me, they all, they, I, they deserve respect from my heart. You know, they deserve it. There's so many people I can't show respect because I'm deported from that country, right? So I technically yeah. can't go back. But they deserve some respect. Like, yo, the fact that Abdul... Bro, I used to call him every day. Can you believe it? Every day. Anyone I need to call. I was, you were only given five numbers. So it was mom. It was dad. It was my mom. I never even had my pops on that. It was my mom. It was my grandfather. My, my brother. Yusuf. And Abdul. Oh, so I already said Yusuf. So wait, yeah, it was four numbers. Sorry. My grandfather, my mom, Yusuf, and Abdul. Four people. I was allowed five. But for some reason, my dad's number wasn't working. Right? I used to call Abdul every day. And he used to conference me wherever. I'm calling the States. I'm calling, you know what I'm saying? I'm calling Canada. I'm calling all people all over the country in Dubai. I'm figuring things out. I'm speaking to people. I, will, I was only given 40 minutes, you know, but I would spend at least 15, 20 minutes with Abdul and I would talk to my grandfather for 10 and I will talk to my mom for 10, something like that, you know? And uh, that's how I divided my time. And for everybody, Hatim held it down. You know, Abdul held it down. Rashid held it down. So many people held it down, bro. You held it down, bro. But just by you speaking to me, held it down. But my turning point, <clears throat> let me speak on the turning point. My turning point was, you know when? I read the ayah, you know, La Yukalifullah Nafsan, the, the last ayah of Surah Baqarah in the Quran. Mm -hmm. I read that ayah. Bro, that ayah is what got to me. I don't remember the exact definition to the words of the Quran, so I'm not even going to try to translate it. But if you do hear it, if you if you are paying attention to what I'm saying, if they're whoever you are, you know, if you do hear this, open up the Holy Quran on the f what chapter is it? You are chapter a chapter yeah Surah Bakr is chapter what third it's the I third it's the third para. Ah, Bakr is the first para. Nah, there's all three. Yeah, yeah. all three. 
So I don't know whatever you know. So the last ayah, yeah, the last ayah. It's a dua. It's actually a prayer. Like you know, it's actually a prayer. Basically, that prayer, that dua, yo, read it, read the translation, understand it. That got me to prison. Like when I mean it got me to prison. You best believe. After reading that, my chest, my chest went, my chest went, flew to the sky, bro. It flew to the sky. You know, but you know, environment either makes you or breaks you. Now, <clears throat> when I come out of prison, I'm in this holy thing. I go, I go for a little trip. You know, holy, clean out the brain. I come back to wherever I'm gonna live. My environment's different. You know, I'm not surviving like that anymore. I'm surviving in a different way now, right? Mm-hmm. And my environment at that time made me. At this time, it's uh, I'm not. I'm just gonna be like, yo, it's weak. You know, I'm still. I'm finding out, like, I became a new person in prison, right? I came out, and now I'm figuring out that that person was a great person in prison. But out here, for some reason, he can't get along in so many situations, you know? And prison was the exact opposite, so I'm just learning about myself after prison while I'm out here, and it's a a great experience, yo. But anyway, aside from that, there's pain, there's pain, there's pain, you know? I'm trying here to talk to, bro. I'm not here for the people that grew up <clears throat> different. I'm talking to you because me and you, bro, we took the rough route. We took the rough route. We chose the rough route. Right? And this rough route comes with a lot of deep stitches. Comes with a lot of pain. And there's not too many people. Like, bro, I'm out here misunderstood by my own family. By my own moms. By my pops. I'm misunderstood. That how my pops probably thinks that, yo, how did my son even turn like this? What made him do that? And you know what I'm saying over here? Why I'm having this is, yo, fuck it, I'm speaking. You can't stop me from speaking. It's my job to speak. That's what I do. How else are you supposed to know who I am? You feel me? So I'm right here. Most people don't like when I speak. Most people say I speak too much. Fuck those people. (laughs) They weren't in my shoes. I got the translation. Okay, read it for me, please. It's like, now you call people love, not sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. God does not burden any soul. God, bismillah rahman rahim. God does not burden any soul beyond its capacity. To its credit is what it earns, and against it is what it commits. Our Lord, do not condemn us if we forget or make a mistake. Our Lord, do not burden us as you have burdened those before us. Our Lord, do not burden us with more than we have strength to bear, and pardon us and forgive us and have mercy on us. You're our Lord and our master, so help us against the disbelieving people. <laughs> no music can beat that message. No lyricism, no poetry, nothing. Period. Period. Our our old Lord, I don't remember word for word, do not burden us more than we can take or something like that. Do not burden our soul beyond its capacity. <laughs> do you know what this, what's being said here? You know what's being said? The exact same thing that you said. That you, what, what, if it doesn't kill you, it only makes you stronger. And there's so much more coming for you. And all it's going to do is build, build you. That's what pain does to a person. That's Yo, like, you, know what I, you know what I like about what you said before? But the turning point was that there was no turning point. It was a gradual process. Yeah. I said the same shit, you know what? Because for me, I'd say the, me, the three years is what just showed me, showed me the reality of the world. Of life, yeah. So three of life. years... I, sh- I I I did whatever the I did whatever I wanted to do anything I wanted to do I did it Facts. and I realized Facts. Same here. what did I get for what did I get did I did I did I find what I was looking for in life no I didn't find shit in life 
I didn't find anything. And then eventually, everything led to the accident. My accident, like you said, pri- it was prison for you. It was uh, my accident for me that brought me to the, that really... I, the realization. I the, of, the realization. I always know in the back of my mind that I got to die one day. Yeah, but I never knew that it could happen at any time. Any the accident time. told me, the accident showed me that you're not in you, you There's no there's no thing where at 60 year old you're going to die. At 40 you're not in control of that. You're not in control. Not the same thing that prison taught me. Prison taught me the same thing. Prison, for me, was funny because when I went to prison, th- that time right there is when I finally got back on my own feet, basically. I knew what I was going to do. I knew what was going to happen in my life. I, my head was very clear. You understand? And I was having a lot of fun. Life was, like, that 25 days was, was diamond to me. So much fun. Everything was great, even though I was working a lot. When I went to prison... The first thing I realized was, or eventually, at one point in the beginning, <coughs> I realized that I'm going to have to see everything be in control without me controlling it. Yeah. Around my life, my relationships, my mother, my father, even, you know, my even the bills that I was paying, if I was paying, you know, even uh, whatever was going on at, point, at that point in my life, whether it was work-related whether it was friendship, whatever related it was, problems, while I was in prison, I had no control. I was just sitting there. But I had to make peace with it. I had to make peace that I, can, I am not in control. There is someone in control and I have to have trust in the controller. If I don't have trust in the controller, I can't be in peace because I know I'm not in control. So I learned that I have to trust in the controller. I have to trust this process. Everything. My grandfather went in prison when I was in prison for a night. Two times. Bro, you know what kind of pain that is? That's a different kind of pain. You feel me? My brother got hit by a car on his face that you witnessed while I was in prison. You know what kind of pain that is? My grandmother, I can't talk to her. First she says a sentence, after that she starts crying. You know what kind of pain that is? You feel me? That's like a whole different, like something I never ever thought I was ever going to experience when I was a little kid. And I look at myself and I say, bro, you see what you've become? You see what kind of thing you've created? But then again, I say, I got to trust the controller. I have to trust the controller. I'm not in control. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala needs this to happen to me. And you know, they say that the, the, the most precious diamonds have to go through the most pressure. Yeah. You know, I realize that all the troubles that I get into, how come no one else in my family gets into this kind of trouble? How come no one in my friend group gets, friends group get into this kind of trouble? How come, you know, people around me, I'm always the one in my in my circle that I'm at that has been through the most trouble. The first time I got kicked out of a school was in grade six. You feel me? I just put trouble came. You feel me? Trouble came. But you know what? I realized that I can't control it, and I and I realized that you know, this is shaping me to something be so great. But here's the thing: your environment really matters, bro. I was in a very, when I was in prison, I was with firm people, very firm people, you know, people facing 40 years, 30 years, 25 years, 12 years, or six years, over five for sure, so like half of the people that were with me, around me, were over five, it's like 70% of the people that were around me, were over five, six year sentence, for sure, all the way down to 50 year sentence, solid people though, from the inside of their heart, solid, not one person complaining. You know, fun fact. And you know when people think of prison, they think the people with the biggest sentences are like the, the crazy people. 
It's the exact opposite. The people with the small sentences in prison are the people that wild out. The people in the big sentence with the big sentences, they don't care about anything. They need to be peace. They need to have peace in their body. They can't afford a fight. Because you know what? They're going to lose their peace. They can't afford um, issues. You know why? Because it's going to disturb their peace. And the only thing that's, that is keeping them from doing anything stupid is the peace. And they can't lose it because that's the only valuable you know, thing. You know, you know what Kevin, in Kevin Gates, what he said? He said that uh, he likes spending time with lifers. Because those guys, they, they understand that this is their home now. Facts. So Facts, bro. 100%. People that come in for a quick little six months, one year, they, they just come in and wild out and they leave. Exactly. That's facts. That's true facts. The people, bro. If I start naming the people that I that I wish I could see again, there's a, it's a, a never-ending list that are in prison for life. For life. 25-year sentences. So many people, the close, they were the closest people to me. They accepted me, bro. Like, trust me, they accepted me. They all, bro, it was different, bro. They taught me how to stay firm. They taught me so many things, bro. Because of them, I sleep on the floor. They told me, they, they told me how I benefit by sleeping on the floor. Because of them, I eat on the floor. Because of them, I eat on the floor with my hands. It was the son that was taught to me. But when I sat with them, they told me how. They told me why. Because of them, I, I started behaving a certain way. You know, I was in a different kind of conduct. But you know, when you come out here, like I said before, if you take a lion and you put it around sheep or you put it around cats, its whole life is going to believe it's a cat. Yeah. So the environment makes you or breaks you. My environment then made me. I came out here, I started moving around weak, and now I'm becoming weak. You know? And I need to solid up. We need to solid up because here's the bottom line. You know, when it comes to pain, if you're not solid, that's when it's going to swallow the fuck out of you. You know, my cousin pretty much lost his car, technically, right? He's going to try to do whatever he can. But, yo, he put his own money on it, you know? He, that, that car was more than just the money to him, bro. That car was, was, he wanted the car so bad. He's a car guy. He valued that car. I told him, bro, my room is so dirty. He said, my car is done. I don't care about your room. You know, that kind of a person. And you know, like when I, I saw him and I remembered a time when I had a car on my face and I had stitched up my whole thing, my ribs were ripped up. I mean, were ripped up, you know? And uh, once the car hit me, I was like, okay, I'm gonna die, right? Five seconds later, the car hit me. So like when the car is landing on me, okay, now I'm gonna die for sure. The car hit me, five, six seconds later after complete silence, I was like, oh, I'm alive. The car didn't hit me. Okay, you know what? Soon enough, the car hit me. Now my body's going to react different, and then I'm going to go. I wait. I give myself 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm like, soon enough. I'm waiting. Okay, yeah, the angel of death is coming. He's going to come. 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 He's gonna come. He doesn't come. Okay, I forgot about the angel of death now. Now my mind is off. I'm like, whoa, what's going on? My, my friends are stuck. Their feet are stuck. I'm crying, technically. I'm actually crying. Abdul knows I was crying. I was like, ah, you know, I was crying, bro. I was like, give me help, bro. Yeah. And then later on when the cops pull up after so long, after like an hour or something like that, and they're trying to figure out how to pull me out, and a spider comes out of nowhere. You know what my biggest fear in, like, creatures were? Or are? Spiders. <laughs> spiders creep me. Even though apparently I started reading about it, they're actually good for us. Like, they don't, you know, they actually save us from a lot. Anyways, so, uh, yeah, a spider pulled up. 
a spider pulled up and uh, I was like, okay, the spider's gonna bite me and it's gonna kill me. You feel me? <laughs> I was like, you know, the spider. So now it's funny. Now look at the perspective. Like, okay, the car hit me. Logically, the car is gonna kill me. It didn't kill me. The most illogical thing at that moment is the spider. I was like, oh, I get it. This is how I'm gonna die. So the car is not gonna kill me. The spider will. If it was a dirty desert spider, you know those ones with the, like you see the hairs and it's just big and it's like, you know, it looks like, <laughs> it, looks, it looks like a creep, bro. It looks like it's gonna crawl up somewhere and bite, cause it's angry at something, you know. That's how it looked. And I was like, oh my god. And you, I, I was, I started, I just like, I was like, ah, you know. And I banged the car, cause my hands were stuck, so I could only touch the roof like that. Mm-hmm. And the spider was gone. Gone. I was like, what? And then, like, as time went by, they pulled me out. You know, and I realized that, yo, bro, life is too different. Like, I got the whole, like, my perception of life changed at that moment. Like, you know, the, my behavior changed after that moment. I, I completely mastered the art of being myself after that moment. Because I was like, what's the value of being something else? You feel me? What value does it hold? And... Bro, all of this makes you to a person. You have to accept the personal. It has to be a good person. It can't be a bad person. You know, you have to cope with these things and you have to understand that, yo, like how we said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala won't burden you more than you can handle. He'll only give you yeah. more than you can. He'll only give you less. He can only give you a, a certain amount that you can handle. And everyone's handling is different. Yeah. Yo, check this out, man. We're talking about pain and I didn't even bring the biggest thing up. Do that. I've, when I was in the hospital, yeah. the, when I was in there, the nurses and my lady, I don't know what that bitch is called, that girl, the lady's called the... Uh, <laughs> one, <laughs> one, 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 <coughs> What'd you say? I told her that suicide is not an option for me. Like ah. that can't, that's not. That's not in the head. list. That's not an option for Facts. me. You know, like that's Facts. not even going through. Facts. That's not even going through possibility. Like it's not a. It's book. not going there, bro. The conversation is it's a dead end. It's a dead tells end. Tells me right it's like oh, in your situation, people. I've seen people in your situation. They get they. Their lives are thrown away because they can't handle the pain and all the pressure that earn because they lose their body parts. I tell her, I'm I'm suffering a I'm suffering a bit because of the pain, but the pain is physical pain, you know. Yeah. My family, emotional pain. Facts. So like, you think I'm, I'm gonna throw my life away? But I'm, like, I'm suicide. If I do suicide, my pains go away. I go, and my my parents have the rest of their life. They're gonna be crying, you know. Don't get me started on that. Please, please. When it comes to that emotional. Do not get me started. You know what I'm saying? I'm deported from a country. My mom loves me a lot. My whole family loves me. I'm a, I'm a brother, a oldest, I'm the oldest brother of eight siblings. Brothers and sisters. You understand? I am a pretty good friend. You understand? I'm away from all of that. And I can't go back. Which makes me want it more. And then me having... To put my parents through such pain that I talk to my mom once a week sometimes. Sometimes not even throughout the week. Sometimes more than that. You understand? And she has to call me on the phone and see if I'm busy, if I'm not at work and this and that to be able to talk to me. 
That is pain. I got into an accident yesterday. They called me today. They're like, okay, so what's going on? Why are you always in trouble? Uh, it's a different kind of trauma, bro. The emotional one is a different one. That's the That's one you got to cope with. It's, the physical, physical pain it's, goes, it's, bro. The physical pain goes away. It goes away eventually. Emotional pain sticks in your heart, man. That, that spot doesn't it's go away. That, it, you know, it, it creates a scar, a long scar of just pain yeah, in your heart. Me, even in the hospital and after even now time, people see me, they say, they look at my fingers, they feel all bad for me when people are crying and shit. Yeah, I don't give a like, fuck about these fingers. For me, for me, I don't even care about this. Me, ah. telling everybody when this, when this is happening, they were all like, oh, your fingers, your fingers. I was telling okay, yo, how many fingers do you have? I was, when I was in the hospital, I have, now I have uh, about, including my thumbs, yeah. Like about six and a half. There you go. So what happened was even in the hospital, everybody's like telling me like, oh, you know, like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I told everybody, everyone's telling me, make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you your fingers back. I yeah. said, no, the dua I'm making is Allah, whatever is best for me. If I'm meant to have my fingers, I'm going to have my fingers. If I'm not meant to have my fingers, I'm not having my fingers. Beautiful. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, Beautiful. This is not, why I love you, bro. Control. It's just not in our control. Facts. It is the book, it's the book I read when I was in... Uh, I was in the hospital. It was called Man's Search for Meaning. It was, about, it was like by that. a guy. It was by a guy. What's his name? Uh, he survived. Uh, he's one of the survivors of the Holocaust when the, they were killing all the Jews in extermination camps and all that. Mm-hmm. And he's one of the few survivors. He wrote this book back in 1940-something. And he, yeah. and he said that the, the strongest external situations allow you to elevate the highest spiritually. Mm. The stronger, your, the harder your, your, your external situation is, the higher you can reach physically. Look at you for prison. You were able, you, I'm sure you were praying your connection to Allah was different because of your physical, your external situation. Facts. Now, you know, when you, the harder it is, so we think pain, we, we think of pain as a bad thing, but pain can be used as a good thing too. You know, pain is a way of Allah to, a way for God to remind us. 100%. Set our priorities back in life, you know, and start thinking straight again. Pain can be a good thing too. We just don't look at it like that. Just, in society, we see pain as a bad thing, but pain can be a good thing, my nigga. I'm telling you. 100%. I agree, bro. I agree. But your environment makes a big difference, man. I agree. T- like, pain, if you're in the right environment, with pain, you can become the greatest thing possible. But with the wrong environment, the same pain can fuck you up. Yeah. I learned this, bro. It's true. It's real life. It's real life. Environment makes a big difference on a person. Very. No matter, okay, how I grew up, okay, when you speak on environment, there's certain things that I don't do. That... A lot of people do. And there's certain things that I do that most people don't do. But I grew up... The way I grew up was, like, when it comes to drugs, right? How I was grew up, to be very honest, if you were on drugs, you were lame, number one. Okay? I grew up in the same generation as these people. But I grew up in a country that wasn't on the same speed of growth and technology. You understand? Back in the day, Dubai is not what you see right now. Like, I was in Ajman, bro. Like, it was all just people, most people, you know, that have been there for like 20 years, 30 years, born their whole life there, don't know a word of English. Um, you understand? Like, they're just there. That's all they know. And they have all types of wild stuff happening there. And they taught me, if you use your lame, number one. Number two, you can't drink. Drinking is not allowed for you. Right? Drinking is just dirt. Okay, explain why. So, every now and then a smoke is okay. But there were a few people there that did not even agree with that. You know? And 
that that was fine to me. But I come out here, bro, like all types of, you know what I'm saying? Like drugs are just comes for, completely. For me, I, I I grew up. Did you grow up in Dubai? I grew up here. So for me, it was different. For me, we what we grew up on was the uh, liquor and yeah. weed. That's all we did. If you Fact. popped pills, if you, if you did limes, anything like that, you were ahead. You were, you were you were a fiend, you know. If you did anything other than that, yeah, you're just but, a crack. That's what crack. you are. But yo, but think about it, man. The problem is that people people do it based on what society says. Mm-hmm. A couple months ago, even a year ago, if you talk, if you look at media, what it says about weed and about marijuana, it says, oh, it's harmful for you. It's all Fact. that crap for you. I just came back from Australia a couple of days, a week and ago. Now you see and some a, month ago, a, month, a month ago, they legalized weed here in Canada. And now they're saying all these all these advertisements on the billboards and all of them, they're saying, oh, marijuana can help you relieve stress. It can help you go to sleep. A year ago, the whole media is saying marijuana is garbage. It's going to throw away your life. Fact. And now you, the same media is saying that marijuana is good for you. So you can't you can't make your decisions on, on freaking drugs. First of all, media, media don't even give a fuck about media. Because... Now what I'm, but I'm, I'm not saying media. I'm saying society. I'm Fact, just saying society, people, society. People, society. people make their decisions. People they drink because society says you can drink. Fact. People smoke because society says you smoke. But Fact. if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna create your boundaries and limits and your your principles based on society, you're never gonna get anywhere because society's always changing and it's not getting any better. Fact. You gotta make your own principles based on what you believe Fact. is right and what's wrong. Not what society says is right and wrong. Hundred thousand percent. Hundred thousand percent. And yeah, bro, this is for this is for I'm gonna end the conversation here. Right, I like not. The, I'm gonna end the recording. I'm not gonna end the conversation. Right, um, basically, uh, for people, if you're going through something, you know, these me and him, we're going. We've been through a lot together and off, not together, and it built us, it shaped us a certain type of way. But when it comes to being a human being, a human being, you have to have codes. You have to have manners. You have to have yeah. a, a, a act of discipline. Yeah. You know, you have to have a certain, like, uh behavior right and rules and when it comes to certain things you have to have boundaries you can't just because everything or everyone around you is doing something does not mean that i have to do it or you have to do it i was when i was in prison they made liquor in prison from all types of fruits and stuff they were stored in for two months three months in heat and they would take take it out on one night, a big, you know, like those garbage cans, those big ones. Yeah. It'd be that size, full of liquor, and they would scoop it out from there and put it in cup in water bottles, and then you know put juice in it and whatnot. Every single person drank, except one person, in the whole room. Except for one person in the whole room, and it was me. And you know what I was told? I was told, I wasn't told, have a sip. Well, one, two man did say, you know, here, have a sip. You're in prison. It's okay. One, two man said, this is why I adore you. This is why I love you. Because what you're doing right here. You stand, you're standing, you're not moving. You said no, it means you said no. You said yes, which means you said yes, you're where. You know, this is my code of honor. I'm not going against it. With that mentality, if you have these kind of people around you, you become solid. Then the world does not matter anymore. Now it's just do the best you possible. Period. You know, so you have to, if you're in an environment where you feel like you're getting weak, move, bro. Get the hell out of that environment because that environment's not for you. If you're doing something wrong and you know you shouldn't do it and 
you still desire to do it, ask yourself, be logical about it. Am I lying to myself in this situation? If you are lying to yourself in that situation, stop lying to yourself in, in that situation. To me, a liar is not a person who lies to other people. A liar is a person who, who a true liar is a person who lies to himself. Yeah. That's what I feel a true liar is. So there's too the many people out here lying to themselves about some shit. Or I'm going to do it later. Or I'm too this. and nah, 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 nah. None of that, bro. You're lying to yourself. So we have to stop lying to ourselves. Code of honor, bro. Know the do's and do, don'ts. You know, how to behave against this. How to behave with this. I lost my behavior, bro. I pushed good people out of my life because of my behavior. Yo, every person must, every person must have a code. And the reason I love Islam so much is because it gives us a set of codes that I fuck with. I, before when I was young, when I was young, I used to think, man, Islam got all these rules and I don't like them all Facts. rules. Now I understand the reason why it's Islam just a code of honor. Rules. Why can't we drink? Why can't, why, why the woman got to dress a certain way? It's Facts. to protect ourselves. It's not about like, Facts. you're being forced to act a certain yeah, way. It's Islam, not, it's, Islam is basically a, a code of, a code of, you know, your own code. Like what you follow. Well, remember when we were in Chicago? Remember when we were in Chicago? I we were having a conversation with the guy that met, that became a hafiz at like the age of like forty or something like that or fifty. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy from Egypt. The guy from Egypt. Remember what he said? He said, "How do you want? How do you expect Islam to go with your logic when it it's so illogical? Yeah. The words of the Quran come from the sky, from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, right? Straight from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala." That is not a logical thing. But to me, that's the most logical way religion can be. It can't get logical than that. If that's a word. That's how logical it can get. It can't be. It can't be logical logical than that. There you go. Logic logic is a word that we created. Logic is a word that makes sense to men, you know? It makes sense to humans. How how you expect expect the uh, words from God to be some logical shit that we can interpret and make exact sense of, you know? Facts. I rate that conversation. That's a smart one. Facts. Yo, but my nigga, you know what I'm telling you? What I'm on right now, Wallahi, I'm telling you, but the only thing I'm thinking about, like, not all the time, but what I keep myself thinking about after this Australian Jamaat, and I came for 40 days from there, was death, man. What I realized is I read I read all these hadiths and all these, I read books and all this stuff, all these, I heard these bayans from scholars from India, Pakistan, all of them. I realized the main thing, if you can bring into your life, this is from a religious perspective, mm-hmm. that if you can bring this into your life, you understand your purpose of life is to constantly be aware of death. Fact. If you if you if you live like if you move like you're constantly aware of death, you live different. A person who has cancer, I'm not knocking it at all. I'm just saying a person who got cancer, they're given a time. Okay, you got two months to die. You got three months yeah. to you're, you're going away. But we as Muslims, we have to, as people, you know, we have to realize that we can die at any moment in our life. How Fact. do you want to die? Man, like if you think about it, if, if you live your life thinking about death constantly, that's why I love when Rasulullah says. Always be thinking about death. Always think about death. The more you think about it, go visit graves, visit people in the hospital. You think about death and you see death constantly. You're always preparing for death. When you're preparing for death, you don't got time for material shit because material shit ain't going with you to your grave. It's not gonna last. The three things that come, what the three things that come with you to your funeral: your deed, your money, and your family. Mm-hmm. Two things stay. One, two things leave. One thing stays. Your deed stay with you. The other two leave. You know. So all you gotta do is focus on yourself, man. Work on yourself as a person. And just do the best you can so you're always prepared for death, even though we can't be. Beautiful. 100%. 100,000 billion million percent. I cannot deny that fact at all. Death. Remembering death is actually very beneficial. Keeps you very positive, too. Keeps you very, very positive. 
on a quick note, bro, if there's someone listening, if there will be someone listening from Toronto and you're willing to do something, you're seeking something, but you don't know what you're seeking, give me a shout. I'm trying to create a program here. I'm trying to go to hospitals. I'm trying to go to old homes. I'm trying to go to orphans. I'm trying to go to colleges, universities. Everywhere I'm trying to go. And I'm trying to seek whatever I can seek. Perspective, you know. I'm trying to help. I'm, try- I'm trying to be a human being. You know. Someone was you know what's funny is nowadays a lot of us, we live based on Oh, me, me, me. Like, oh, you know how, like, Ego, everything man. we do is, like, I eat, I eat my own plate. I make my own Fat, money. I yo. take care of myself. Ego. Back in the day, when I love about the Hadith in them, it all talks about everything they did, they did together. The Sahabas ate together. Fat. They did everything together, you know? That's so, what like, we got we to gotta, we gotta bring that community aspect of it back. Like, we got to stop thinking about just me, me, me. We got to worry about our people. Is my neighbor good? Yo, do we even matter? Hungry? The real question is, do, does I even matter? It doesn't. The action matters. The I does not matter. It doesn't matter who you were. Did you do it or not? And what did you do? Period. Period. Freaking period. Like, yo, we got to look out for the community, bro. Anyways, yo, I'm going to turn this conversation, this uh, recording off. And give me a sec. Uh, give me a sec. Just drink. I'm sipping on the green tea. That was me having a conversation a couple hours ago. With my cousin slash homeboy, like, when I mean home, like, understand? He holds, he has real estate in my heart. (laughs) He holds real estate in my heart without value, you know? And if it has value, its value is more than money. Ah, hashtag that. True values cost more than money. Anyways, I'm going to have a conversation right now with my cousin, Talha Mozo. Like, you know, we're going to, me and this guy is pretty much, like, experienced a nice shake up yesterday and you know i just wanna like i took a lot from it i want to see what he took from it yo assalamu alaikum you know so me and yo, this is talha i'm with talha we had an accident yesterday and you know it was a pretty it was a a pretty weird not weird but it was a pretty waking situation yeah and you know like did you conclude with anything from what you experienced yesterday make sure to wear your seatbelt. anything else <laughs> Nah, you just gotta give gratitude for what you have, man. Facts, facts, facts. You know, you hear it all the time, and it's like... You, you never understand what you have until it's gone. Facts. And you may not, but sometimes you get really close to not having it anymore, man. Facts. You just gotta look out. And yeah, you head out. And you know, this basically, I, was, I did a recording, I had a conversation. The segment's called Who Am I? And you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just having a conversation, bro. So yeah, I'm ending up with this. I don't know how the call went. I think it cut off in between. Um, whatever that situation was, it was what it is. And you know, I'm not a product. I'm not anything. I'm just me. I'm just a feeling. When you listen to me, if you get a feeling, you get a feeling. If you don't, one day you will believe that. Have a good, have a great day. Once again, if there is. Someone out here, T- Toronto City, Markham, Scarborough, Brampton, you know, North York, that whole area, wherever, GTA in general, and you're trying to get to, with a program, you're trying to use your free time somewhere valuable, holla at your boy, give me a shout.
you know i'm trying to create a program i'm trying to create a wave you know it's cool to be nice it's cool to be a good human being you know and I'm trying to be out here bro i'm trying to be actually out here instead of putting myself in the streets and putting myself into a different situation i rather take myself back to the streets and make an impact you know and i'm not going to be the one making an impact i'm just going to be hopefully be the means for someone to you know get touched or something like that anyways if i really appreciate if you actually took the time and listen to the whole thing and please pass the message pain could either make you or break you period don't let it break you always let it make you ah 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 keep me in your prayers How am I gonna speak when I have when I'm not motivated myself, bro? How am I gonna speak when I'm not motivated myself? Everyone's tripping over this 2019, 2019, 2019. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna stop smoking this. I'm gonna stop doing this. I'm gonna stop. Why you have to wait for a year? You feel me? And who said that you have to? Who said you have to follow? Who, <laughs> Who said you have to follow a certain... Just because it's 2019 doesn't mean, doesn't mean that your year begins then. You feel me? My whole thing is I my year starts in September. I tell other people, your year should start when you when it's your birth, the day you were born. Because that's the day you were born. That's when your year actually started. Why are you... Fo- you know, like, come on, yo. Like, damn, bro. Damn, bro. Damn. And then age... Wisdom never comes with age, you know? I don't believe in that. Wisdom comes in it with experience. You feel me? Damn, bro. Damn. Muhammad Ali, one of my great heroes, had a great line in the 70s when he was asked, how many sit-ups do you do? He said, I don't count my sit-ups. I only start counting when it starts hurting. When I feel pain, that's when I start counting because that's when it really counts. That's what makes you a champion. Jerry, I'm the greatest fighter that ever stepped foot in the ring. Money will be lost that night. This will be the biggest upset in the century of all boxing. I think you're a big bag of wind. Damnedest showman that ever lived, and you ain't kidding anybody. The odds are seven to one. It's very big odds for a heavyweight championship fight. It has to be Liston. Liston is a much bigger puncher. While all these big mouth people talking about I talk too much, well, I want all of them to be there, and I'm going to shut up all of his mouth. Grandson, my son, there's a battle between two wolves inside a saw. One is evil, it's anger, jealousy, greed, resentment, inferiority, lies, and ego. The other is good, it's joy, peace, love, hope, humility, kindness, and truth. The boy thought about it and asked, Grandfather, 
Which wolf wins? The old man quietly replied, the one you feed. The one you see, this isn't for everyone. This is for, you know, certain people that relate to certain situations. The bottom of the food chain, you know, I'm at the bottom of the food chain, the struggle of being at the bottom of the food chain. You're not free mentally, but you have a free body. You're physically free. You're not in bars, but mentally you're not free. You need certain things you need to get. You need to fix up certain things so you can stand up and be the complete you possible. And you're at that bottom where nobody treats you right, where nobody shows any love, where nobody really cares because you're too, you're at the bottom. Not everyone rocks with everyone from the bottom. The bottom is lonely. The bottom is lonely and sad. It's like a little cave. You're just stuck there until you don't break out. And no one knows how to break out. And you just got, you got scars. You got blood flowing. You don't know what to do. You're like, ah. This is for a different type of people. You just got home, you just got home from doing some time. And now you have to figure everything out. Now you have to figure everything out. You had no time to think. You never knew. You never knew what is, you thought about it while you're in, you're in bed, you know? You're sleeping, you're trying to sleep, you're in bed, you're just flipping and turning. And you're just like, yo, man, when I get out, now when I get out, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. And you get out and you're like, oh, shit. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Not what I expected, you know? Not what I expected. <laughs> yeah, that process is a dirty process. That process hurts. That process hurts. Now it's time to, you know, fix up damage, you know, sew it up, you know, basically stitch everything up. All the dirty blood is gone. Let the re new blood create the fresh one, you know, that's what, that's what, like, from September to, because my year starts in September, you know, I'm born in October, but my year starts in September. So that's what, that's, you know, like, now I'm halfway through and I just basically stand up with a clean body, clean soul, clean mind. Not a different human being, but a newer version, an update, you know, just an update. And growth, growth, man. Growth.